We're all on a bit of a journey like Jacob. I don't know if you remember what I was talking about, Jacob's ladder. There is a story in the Bible about Jacob and him being on a journey. And, and one night he's tired, he's weary, and he, he stops to rest. And during the night he has a wonderful dream or a vision or whatever it might be. Uh, and he sees a ladder and it's a ladder going up to heaven. And he sees this wonderful vision. In fact, can you just put that up, Simon? Uh, there we go. Um, he sees this wonderful vision of a ladder and angels ascending and descending and he has an incredible revelation. And he says, how awesome is this place. None other than the house of God, the very gate of heaven. That's what he says. So, of course, he's like dreaming and it's all external. And then he begins to have a, a journey with God. Um, but really, the journey leads us somewhere else. And, and that's what I want to kind of unfold this morning. So just keep, keep there, keep there, wherever you are, okay? Don't go academic. Just keep in your heart, in your spirit. Um, so I think Holy Spirit's going to unfold some of this journey for us today because we're all on different parts of this journey. And of course, right now we're in a, we're in a very uh, solemn place, aren't we? There's, many, there's much going on. There's a lot of grief and sorrow and all sorts of things taking place. Um, but all of this is part... Of a journey, and you've got to put it in that context. It's part of your journey, my journey. Um, and I just want to—can you play that song before we before we start? Um, what's it called? Oh Lord, my Redeemer, that one. <clears throat> so we're going to go on a little bit of a journey, and I want—I'm—I'm I'm praying, hoping that Jesus is going to take you on a journey as I speak. I had this really interesting phone call this week when someone said that they'd listened to this to the first time that I'd spoken about this. And they'd listened and suddenly they said it was like doors just began to open on the inside of them. And suddenly they began to see things that they'd never seen before. And now the problem that she had was that she didn't have a problem and she wondered where it had gone. Honestly. So now she was no longer fearful or worried or anxious but she was only worried that she wasn't worried and she couldn't find the fear. Really. Now I, I believe that we are in a moment of time where doors are popping open all sorts of things are happening. But more than any of that, something's happening on the inside of us. We're in a moment of evolution, of uh, increase that is beyond anything we could possibly know right now. And it's very exciting, but it's very scary because the one thing... You see, the Bible says this. It says... That in him we live and move and have our being. Everyone. Everyone lives and moves and has their being in him. Whether they accept it or don't like it, it, it really doesn't matter. Because the truth is that the breath that we breathe is coming from him. But you see, the fight, the fight is about your living being expressing itself... As it truly is. That's the fight. Do you understand me? Everything. Every system. Every religious system. Everything. Is against you. Becoming. Who you truly are. That. Is where we are right now. But something. Is popping. On the inside. 
someone is knocking on the inside. Honestly. And doors are being flung open. And of course, what Jacob saw was a ladder that reached into heaven and heaven up there and earth down here. And it was as though there was a joining between the two. And I, I want to talk about that. But before I do, I just want to read these verses to you because I felt it, I felt it important. It says here, 1 Thessalonians 4 and verse 13. But I do not want you to be ignorant, brother, brethren, concerning those who have fallen asleep, lest you sorrow as others who have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who sleep in Jesus. Okay, so that's, that's what it says. We, we, we don't need to sorrow or grieve in the same way as everybody else sorrows and grieves because we have a hope. And the hope is wrapped up in glory. And the glory is Jesus. And we know that Jesus is alive. And that there's a whole realm within us and around us that's unseen, but it's full of life. And Shelley, dear Shelley, he sat before the King of Majesty today. Huh? And he's listening to her poems. Isn't it? She's looking at his face. And the queen, she's bowed before the king of all the universe. Huh? As Adam said earlier. We don't sorrow in the same way as others sorrow. It doesn't mean to say that we don't have sorrow and we don't feel this grief. Of course we do because we've lost someone whom we love and whom loved us. But all, all those who have gone before us, we're going to meet them again. And I'm absolutely certain, I'm telling you, I've been in meetings where people have turned up who were dead. Really. I know it's freaky, but I have been in those meetings. And I've seen grown men weep. Because someone spoke from beyond the veil. Huh? Isn't it beautiful? And the veil's no longer, so... Anyway, uh, we're being watched. Shelley might be tuning in this morning. Thank you, Lord. I'm, oh, honestly, I mean it. It's beautiful, isn't it? And all those who we've lost, they're all tuning in. Huh? And we welcome them. Makes the congregation much bigger, doesn't it? <laughs> so, but I want to read this translation, which is the one that Adam was using earlier. It's called the Mirror the Mirror Bible. And I want you to read the same verse, okay? This is what it says. I do not want you to be ignorant concerning those who seem to be fast asleep in their indifference and unbelief. There is no need for you to grieve as if they are beyond hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again and that he fully represents and includes even those who have not awoken unto him yet. God will lead them to realize that they are indeed in him. Their realize will see that they are in him. We give voice to the word of the Lord. We are God's wake-up call to them that are asleep. We are exhibiting the immediate tangible presence of Jesus and shall not exclude them. In their awakening, the dead will all firsthand witness the Lord stepping out of the invisible heavenly realm into their immediate visible horizon with an inciting shout announcing his triumph reign, his triumphant reign in the trumpet-like billowing voice of God. You see, this is what Jesus is about to do. He's stepping out on the inside and people are beginning to hear his voice. They're beginning to hear him like a trumpet call. All over the world, all over the globe. And what's happening is that doors are opening and things, they're beginning to see things that they've never seen before. And I'm talking about on every aspect of life. In every aspect of life, awakenings all over. Things are happening that are beyond anything we could imagine. As we are all witness to right now, we are living 
in unprecedented, I know people have used that term before, but this is unprecedented times. And of course, I'm sure that the world has seen similar before, but this is, a, this is us awakening into all that Jesus has actually done 2,000 years ago. Everyone is awakening. You are awakening. Inside, right now, something is going on in you as I speak these words. Something is happening because inside you is a power beyond you. Inside you is a life beyond you. You understand me? And you've got to allow that life to shout. You've got to allow that light to come out. That's what you've got to do. You've got to allow it to happen. You see, because you are a living being... But you're right on the edge. You are right on the verge of beginning to express the true you. Who you really are. Somehow, all this DNA of God that's inside you is beginning to pop. Something is happening even in your minds as you remember things that God has spoken to you already. And I'm not just talking about here. I'm talking about way before you ever got here. The Father spoke to you way, way, way before you ever got here. He planted his word on the inside of you before you ever arrived here. Which is why when I speak it or anyone else speaks it and it's full of life, something pops on the inside of you. It begins to buzz because the Father already said it. Isn't it wonderful? Don't you understand what's happening we live in a time that is absolutely popping, buzzing with Holy Ghost right now. It is wonderful. So you have no need to fear. No need to fear because we're on the edge of wonderful things. Oh, thank you, Lord. So that verse says this, There are many who are fast asleep. There are now many who are fast asleep. There are some who were previously awake who've nodded off. There's much indifference, there's much unbelief, especially within the church. But we should not, agree, we should not grieve because we actually are beginning to exhibit the very tangible presence of Jesus. Oh, I'm telling you, I, I, I'm going to exhibit Jesus like you've never seen before. No, honestly. Honestly. And you're going to start exhibiting Jesus as well. You're going to start expressing who you really are. I am Paul. I am two-thirds is God. The one-third is Paul. But the one-third is getting overtaken by the I am. Huh? Beautiful. So... Right now, across the globe, there's an awakening taking place that is absolutely fascinating to watch. Lots of things that have been kept secret and hidden are going to be exposed, so you better buckle down. I've been saying it for the last two years at least, but you better buckle down because it's all going to come out, everything. So you better buckle down, buckle into him, take a comfy seat, and buckle up. Big things are about to happen. But anyway, portals of heavenly life and the gateway to heaven. You see, that's what Jacob saw. Can you just put that up again? That's, he saw a ladder. But just think that this journey is not just about a ladder. It's not an external thing. Do you understand me? The whole of this journey has been about getting us from external things to internal things that Jesus has already done on the inside of you. That's what the whole journey is about. Jesus lives in you. You are a temple of the Holy Ghost. You are the temple. This place is just a nice resource. It's beautiful, isn't it? But look at you. You're a walking, moving temple of God. Isn't it wonderful? You're the house of God. Didn't Jacob say that? He said, Jacob said, how awesome is this place? None other than the house of God. Have you said that recently about yourself? How awesome is this place. How awesome. God lives in me. Come on, does someone want to say it? God lives in me. No, he lives in you. You are full of Jehovah, of Yahweh, 
But Father God, you were full of him. You were full of Holy Ghost, full of the life of God. And you say, you go, well, 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 I don't feel it. I don't feel it like you feel it. Well, that's because you don't allow yourself to feel it. You've not given permission to yourself to feel it. Sometimes you feel like weeping, but you stop yourself. Sometimes you feel like dancing, but you stop yourself. Sometimes you feel like going out and buying 200 pounds of groceries for someone, but you stop yourself. Do you understand me? That's what you do. But that's you inside going, I long to be like Jesus because Jesus is inside that's why you long to be like that you just got to let yourself go huh are we going to start letting ourselves go we're going to lay it out huh so Yeah, so I just, I think I've proclaimed that anyway. I want to follow it as well, because it's a little bit of a journey. Do you understand me? I get so excited, I miss things out. But this is a good journey, I want to take you on it. But Paul prayed that the, the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him, that, that we would see that, that, that we would, our eyes would open, and we'd begin to see what God has already done, the hope of glory. We'd begin to see it all inside us. That's what he was praying and that's my prayer, that our inner eyes open up. You know, you have inner eyes, not just outer eyes. In fact, you realize this, that this physical covering is a physical covering of something that is spiritual underneath. So I have a heart, and I'm going to talk to you about this. I have a heart that is a physical heart. But under this physical heart, there is a spiritual heart. There is a spiritual heart that's beyond and behind this physical heart. There's eyes that I can see with that are beyond these eyes. There's a hearing inside of me. A lot of people now in, in, in science believe that the pineal gland is like, a, it's like a, uh, an antennae that picks up all sorts of things. Goes around. Well, I believe that the pineal gland, whatever that is, somewhere back here somewhere, that actually behind that is an antennae in the spirit that picks up all sorts of things. Do you understand me? Behind and beyond the physical is a spiritual man, a spiritual woman, a spiritual boy and girl that is fully living. So I have a new heart. I don't have, a, I don't have a, a weak heart. I have a new heart that's full of the love of God. But anyway, how awesome is this place? This is none other than the house of God. And this is the gate of heaven. Earth is a gate. It's a gate to heaven. You, you understand me? All, all the things that you've ever seen, all the things that you've ever watched, I've said it many times before. Do you think that somehow there's some thoughts that you have that are beyond God? Do you think that somehow there's some things that are going on that are beyond God, that, that somehow are outside of God? Where do you think that the things for the Matrix and Star Trek and all these kind of things come from? Do you understand me? It's people's imagination that's been set alight to see something beyond what is presently. Now, when I say that we are a... a let, let's just say that heaven is the unseen place the place that we cannot see so there was a, a ladder going up to a place that we cannot see so earth is a is a, a gateway a portal don't get academic feel it hear it it's a portal to all the universes to everything this is it earth it's a beautiful place now just let me you know, you can say I'm weird and nuts and all the rest of it, but I'm telling you, I'm tuned in. Ooh, I'm tuned in, honestly. So the Garden of Eden, do you remember the Garden of Eden? Let's just have a look at that. Back in the beginning, the Garden of Eden, it says, and the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden. It's a garden. That's what we all know, isn't it? Beautiful garden. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to sight. Now, I don't know if, what you're thinking about right now, but can you imagine the most beautiful? Uh, what do they call that place that everyone visits around here that's the garden? There you go, that one. 
Can you imagine that with the most beautiful, I mean, and, and not just what you're seeing now, but absolutely stunning, alive in every way, okay? That's the Garden of Eden, pleasant, pleasant to the eyes, plants and flowers of every, every kind. Can you imagine the smells? Come on, just, just imagine it. Can you imagine the smells? Can you imagine the sight of what is going on there? And you see, the interesting thing about this is that Jesus and the Father, the Holy Ghost, they obviously came down the ladder. I'm kidding. They were already there. But they were in the garden. This was a fine place to be. huh? Walking and talking with Adam and Eve. Isn't it beautiful? And everything is beautiful. And of course, we know that there were angels there. It said, the, the, the account in Genesis says that eventually there was a, um, a flaming sword there watching over the tree of life. Do you remember? And there were angels there. And there was actually a cherub. Do you remember the cherub, the story of the cherub in Ezekiel 28 who fell? Well, he was there as well. He wasn't in heaven. He was there. Listen, this is what it says. Um, let me just say, uh, just so you know, I'm not making it up. This is, this is what it says, just so you... It's all, it's all grounded, you see. But whew, I'm not grounded. I'm like out there somewhere. Do you understand? I am grounded, but I'm out there as well somewhere. It's beautiful. Huh? Listen, it says, uh, and, um, he placed a cherubim at the east of the Garden of Eden and a flaming sword which turned every way to guard the way of the tree of life. I just said that, didn't I? I paraphrased it, but I said it. Genesis 3 and 24. And this is what it says, Ezekiel 28. It says, you were the seal of perfection, full of wisdom and perfect in beauty. You were in Eden, the Garden of God. Oh, that's where he was, was it? He was in the Garden of God. He was in Eden. He says, every precious stone was your covering, sardius, topaz, diamond, pearl, oinks, jasper, sapphire, turquoise, emerald with gold. Beautiful, man. I'm telling you, this place and these, the, 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 the ones that were in it were, everything's glistening and gloriful, isn't it? Gloriful. That's a nice word, isn't it? So, the workmanship of your, your timbers and pipes was prepared for you on the day you were created because he was a worshipper, of course. You were the anointed cherubu covers. So, do you get the, you get the, picture that I'm painting for you there's something about the garden of Eden that was like it was like a gateway into the earth a gateway and you, you can read all about it unparalleled beauty unparalleled glory and I'm pretty sure when I read about Jacob I'm pretty sure that this is what he was seeing he was seeing something it's great, and it just let it, come on, just let it go. Don't, 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 don't be upset with me. Come on, don't be upset with me. I can feel that some people are upset with me. Don't be upset with me. It's okay. Come on, just let the truth flow into you. Just let the truth flow into you. Thank you, Lord. Take a big breath. Thank you, Lord. I'm alive. Everything's good. Thank you, Father. But Jacob, when he when he dreamt. He was seeing something similar to what I'm talking about. This, this ladder, which was the, the gate of heaven, something that was... And of course, we, we talked about it. The last time that I was talking, I was talking about, isn't it incredible how DNA looks? Can you just throw that one up there? Yeah. DNA is amazing, isn't it? Because it actually looks like a ladder. It looks like a ladder, doesn't it? I mean, actually, that looks like the... The picture that he put up first, whoever painted that, with a ladder going up. And of, of course, we live and we move and we have our being in him. Everybody has DNA of Father God, who is also Mother God. Do you understand me? He is everything. Mother, Father, daughter, son. He's everything. He's beautiful, isn't he? He is. All the traits that we carry, we carry them all from God. Can we, can we agree about that? All the traits we carry, we carry from Father God. All of them, all inside us. Our DNA is like this, it's like a ladder. And I think when I saw it, I went, you know what? There's, there's, the, there's the Father on one side, the Jesus on the other side, where the little... Uh, little ones that are in between there 
and the Holy Ghost fills all the space. Huh? I think that that's what we're like. I think our DNA is full of God. Absolutely full of God. But Eden, um, it says this, Genesis 2, verse 10 to 14. It says, now a river went out from Eden to water the garden. A river went out from Eden to water the garden. And from there it parted and became four river heads. The name of the first is Pison. It is one which skirts the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold and oint stones are there. The second river is Gehoin. The third is Hidekel. The fourth is the Euphrates, etc. But you realize that I've had heart issues. I, 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 I've had some issues with my heart. A little while ago, probably three years ago, my heart began to be a little bit out of rhythm, out of balance. So there was something wrong with it. And of course, it's called arrhythmia. It's, the rhythm is out of balance. And I realized, I, I, I was talking, so I, I was, and still am, un, under this professor who's a specialist of the heart. So it was very nice because he's talking to me about the physical heart and I'm talking about the spiritual heart. You understand me? Because I'm a professor of the spiritual heart. So we're talking together about these things. And as, as I'm thinking about these things, I'm thinking, you know what? My heart is like Eden. It's like the Garden of Eden. My, my, my DNA is full of God. But my heart is like the Garden of Eden. And of course, if anyone knows my testimony, Jesus came to my bedroom when, when we lived uh, somewhere on the other side of Bradford many, many, many years ago. And he visited me. And he did an operation on me. He gave me a new heart. And of course, I came down the steps. I told everybody, everybody, I love you. I love you. You're so beautiful. I love you. I came out of the house. I looked at the trees. They're green. The sky's blue. Something happened. You understand me? That was way beyond myself. And of course, that's what happens to all of us. We just don't all express it in such a way. But I was dying. So I, I, I knew I was dying before that moment. But I became alive. Completely alive. In fact, I got a new heart and I became a new creation in that moment. That's what Paul says in it, that we become new creations. Something happens with our heart. And my heart at that moment, so, so Jesus was walking up and down my DNA all my life. But suddenly he got hold of my heart. And he gave me a new heart. And of course that's what it says in Ezekiel 36, doesn't it? I will put a new heart within you and take out the old heart, the old hard heart I'm going to take it out throw it out kick it out get rid of it but it's not going to be there any longer and then I'm going to put a new spirit within you and the Holy Spirit is just going to envelop you so that you will do all the things that God does without being told to do them without having to read to do them without having to go what must I do now should I should I lie or should I not lie should I steal or should I not steal? You see, because a new heart knows what it's going to do and what it's not going to do because the statutes of the Lord are already in there. Everything's there. It's all stored there. This is a beautiful new heart that's pumping with the love of God. And the Spirit of God has now completely enveloped me inside. Inside. Isn't it beautiful? And I'll often say, you know, to my legs and to my bones and to me, often when, I'm, when I'm, I'm, I go up my whole body and I thank God that he's inside me and every tendon, every muscle, every bone, the whole of my structure is filled with his being. Huh? How awesome is this place? The very house of God, the gate of heaven. Now listen, this was a gate that Jacob was seeing to heaven. And, and everyone's going, I need, to, I need to find where the Garden of Eden is. I need to find the gate. I need to get up, I need to get up the ladder to visit heaven. No, 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 listen to me. Heaven's already visited you. He's already inside you. You live and move and have your being. It doesn't matter who you are. He, he's already inside you. 
Just say, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I don't even have to try any longer. I don't have to believe. Do you understand? Oh, I must make myself believe. Believe, believe. No, no. It's much harder to not believe. It's so much harder not to believe. My Lord, all, all, all the energy that must go into not believing. Huh? Just say, I believe. I'm full. I'm full. I'm full. Come on, some of you need to say, I'm full, because it's like, oh, no, I need to run to the altar to get full. I need to run to the altar to get full. Someone needs to put their hands on me. Someone needs to do something. No, listen to me. You've had hands laid on you so many times. You've had hands on you more than not dinners. Huh? Honestly, you just need to go, thank you, Jesus. I'm full of the Spirit of God. I'm full of the life of God. How awesome is this place? And what is the gate of heaven? Where is the gate of heaven? Well, Jesus said, I am the gate. Didn't he? Didn't Jesus say, I am the gate? Didn't he say, I am the door? Didn't he say, I am the way? I'm the way to the gate. I am the gate. I am the door. I'm the access. I'm everything. And I live in you. Huh? So who's the gate then? Who's the gate? You are, Steve. You're the gate. Anyone else the gate? Anyone else the gate? We're all the gates, aren't we? No, no, but really, you just got to get hold of it. Just say, yes, thank you, Father. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. Speak to yourself. Come on, speak to yourself. Speak to yourself and say, yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. I'm receiving it. I'm getting it. I'm the gate. I'm the gate. I'm the port, the portal to heaven. When my eyes open, I can see things. Huh? When my eyes open, I can see things. I tell you, yesterday, I had the most immense day. Oh, it was immense. I don't know what happened, but I saw something on TV for about 10 minutes, and it was like, bang, some, something just happened, and I was away. I wasn't away with the fairies. I was away with Jesus. It was beautiful. I was away with Jesus. I'm telling you. I was, and, and, and really, it was a bit like I'm walking, and naturally I'm walking, but I'm somewhere else altogether. Like, and, I, and I'm writing at the same time that I'm walking. And, and he opened one window. He opened one window to me. And suddenly, four others opened at the same time. And I went, Lord, let me get me. And I'm writing down as fast as I could what I'm seeing. And he tied it all together for me. And I went, boy, that's good. What is that? That is good. Huh? And of course, our whole life is a journey like this. this. This is what our whole life, your whole life, your journey this far has brought you to this place. In your journey, in yourself. And of course, I'm saying that I am Paul. I am lives in me. I am lives in you. Yahweh is inside of you. It's beautiful. But, okay, so whilst I have a physical heart beating... There's also something behind this physical heart beating, beyond it, that is a spiritual heart that is beating. And like at Eden, there was a source that flowed into Eden. It doesn't say where it came from. It just flowed out of Eden. And there were four tributaries. Well, I have four chambers to my heart, don't you? Don't you? Don't you? Oh, thank you, Lord. I don't want to tell you what I'm thinking, but... No, I'm not going to, because you're not ready. You're not ready yet. You know what? I have actually walked around my own mind, opening doors. I'm not kidding. You see, you weren't ready. Honestly, I'm not kidding. This, it's so exciting, honestly. This is beyond anything. And of course, we've, we've been saying, oh, Lord, we want revival, we want restoration, we want reformation. Of course, it's coming. It's already here on the inside of you. And yes, is he on the outside? Of course, he's everywhere. And yes, does he still bless? Does he still? Of course, he does all those things because he's God. He's wonderful. But the great truth is that actually behind your physical heart is a spiritual heart. Behind this beautiful body that you have is a spiritual, this, this body is like a covering. It's a tent, isn't that what Paul said? It's a tent, it's a covering. 
You understand me? We've been so taken up with our senses, our physical senses. But now we need to begin to be taken up with our spiritual senses. What is actually real? Because we're on the verge, I'm telling you. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. Thank you, Lord. Okay. I think I said this, didn't I? Um, Everyone who is living is a living being who moves and lives and has the breath in God. We know that. That's what Paul said in Athens. You don't need me to look at the scripture, do you? Because you know it. That's what he said. He's walking through Athens and he says, this is, this is amazing. What a place. Have you ever been to a place like that? You know where you got neck ache? I've been to Florence. And I had neck ache for days afterwards because I could not stop staring at the magnificence of that place. At the beauty of it. All the stuff that people had painted and the sculptures and the work of that so so I know what Paul was saying he was going everyone is full everyone is a living being who knows God everyone or can know God shall we say it that way but not everyone is expressing the living being that they are and of course we're very frightened about expressing who we really are But of course, now your identity, your real identity is coming out. And the reality of all things is beginning to hit us. You understand me? The reality of everything around us, we're beginning to see it. And you're going to see it much more. And some of it's going to be absolutely shocking. Do you remember this? This is what it says about Elijah. It says that Elijah, it was a horrible scene. It's in 1 Kings 18, Elijah, the prophet of God, many, many hundreds of years ago, was, he was in a battle with the prophets of Baal. Do you remember it? And of course, in fact, we could just go there just momentarily. It's 1 Kings 18. That's what I said, wasn't it? 1 Kings 18. Uh, 1 Kings 18. And it says here, and Elijah came to all the people and said, How long will you fall between two opinions? If the Lord is God, follow him. But if Baal, then follow him. But the people answered him, Not a word. That's what people do when they've got not a word to say. They answer, Not a word, because they just place themselves in that place. Mm, right on the fence. Not sure, not sure, not sure. You see, what happened next was the consequence of people who were following wrong voices. You see, they were following the magicians and they were following the the pharaohs. They were following wrong voices. They were following the mediums. They were following all the wrong voices. And the consequence of them following the wrong voices was a bloody mess. I'll say it again. It was a bloody mess. Ooh, that feels good to say that. It was a mess, wasn't it? There was blood everywhere. It was horrendous because that is the consequence. Listen to me. It's nothing to do with God. Nothing to do with God. It was the consequence of the people listening to the wrong voices. So now, when you begin to get shocked, just remember what I said. It's the same as what Elijah says. If we follow God, then let's follow God. If not, let's follow something else. But know this, that the consequences of listening to wrong voices, to lying voices, is death and destruction. That's the consequence. Nothing to do with God. God remains the same all the time. God is beautiful. And yes, it's wonderful, isn't it, to be in that beautiful place where God is just everything and all things, and of course he is. But I want to tell you this. Elijah did not deny what he was seeing with his natural eyes because he lived in the world. And he was having a look with his natural eyes at what was going on in front of him. And people will go, well, he was the cause of it. He was the one who caused it. And that's what they said about him. But Elijah was not the one who caused it. The people were the ones who caused it. The leaders were the ones that caused it because they'd not been listening to the voice of God. So, anyway, 
This is what it says about Elijah. So after he'd seen all of this, what did he do? It said that he ascended. He ascended to Mount Carmel. And Carmel means the place of a well-watered garden. That's what it means. He ascended to the place of a well-watered garden on Mount Carmel. Because right at that moment, his eyes were full of memories. His, his, his thoughts were full of things that he'd seen, of death and destruction and the things that he'd heard in all the years that had gone previous. His mind and thought, it was all there. But he knew this, I have to ascend. I have to ascend. So it says that he ascended. Let me just read it to you. Uh, it says here, Then Elijah said to Ahab, Go up and eat and drink, for there is the sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel. He ascended to the top of a well-watered garden, and then it says he bowed down. You see, everyone, we're all going to bow I'm telling you, there's things that are going to happen that people around the world are going to bow. They are going to bow before God. Some are going to be crying out for him because of the things that have been done. There's going to be a bowing before God and every single one of us needs to bow down because before you ascend, you descend. You understand me? Before there's, before there's life, there's death. All life comes from death and we just need to bow down and wherever we have taken part, wherever we have partaken in anything at all that has not been the voice of God, we just need to go, Father, I am so sorry. All of us. And then we need to ascend. We need to ascend to a well-watered garden. Not to this, but to this. A well-watered garden. Your heart is a new heart. It's not an old heart. It's not a heart that's going to give up. It's a new heart that you have. And the Spirit of God lives on the inside of you. And that is where we are going. I've said it to numerous people just recently. You've got to sit back in your chair and rest. I think that Adam said it this morning. He said what we want to do is we want to calm all the storms outside of us. But listen, before you can calm the storm outside... Jesus had to say peace inside. He has to bring peace inside of you. And he already has done. But you've got to go, yes, yes. I want that peace. Lord, I want that peace. I need to open those doors. You see, even as I say it, I'm doing it. Do you understand me? I'm not really here. I'm, do you understand me? I'm not really here. I'm going, okay, yes, Lord, I understand that. As I say peace, Lord, I want those doors to open. Every door inside me, Lord, I want it to open because I want peace to flow. I want peace and forgiveness and grace to flow. I want mercy to flow. I want it, Father. I, I want those rivers, those streams, those four tributaries to work and to pump the love and the goodness of God. You see, I was thinking about the blood and the bread, the bread of Jesus. Of course, what is that about? It's about the life of Jesus. Do you understand me? It's symbolic of the life of Jesus. We are not cannibals. We are full of life. Do you understand me? It's his life. That is inside us. Grace and forgiveness. Yes, Lord. Come on, just say it with me. Some of you can have it right now. Just grace. Forgiveness, Lord. Mercy. Peace, Lord. I, 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 so, I so want your peace and your grace on the inside flowing, Jesus. Deeply inside me, Father. I want it to fill those tributaries, Lord. I want, I want that spiritual heart to be full of the love and the goodness of God, Lord. Right now. I want it full, Father, right now. Oh, I want it to be beating, Father, full of your love, Lord. I don't want to be judgmental, Father. All the opinions in my mind, Father, all the judgment, all the fights and the battles in my mind, Lord, all the bloodletting in my mind, Father, I bring it to you and I say that I'm so sorry, Father. I do not want it any longer. I do not want it, Lord. I want your peace and your joy and your righteousness flowing within me, Father. I want all of that, Father. I'm asking for all of that. Thank you, Jesus. Open those doors. Come on, open them. Let them pop. Let them pop. Come on, that's it. Some of you are doing it. Some of you are doing it. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, said Jesus, out of his innermost being will flow 
Rivers of living water. Rivers of living water. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Listen to this. This is what it says in 2 Peter verse 1 and 4. It says, by, by which we have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. These are the exceedingly great and precious promises, but they already live inside me because he's already spoken them into my heart. He spoke so many things into my heart already. I just have to remind myself. You just remind yourself of the things that he's spoken to you. When he says that he loves you, you have to say, yes, Lord. Of course you love me. When he says that you're beautiful, you have to say, yes, Lord. Of course I'm beautiful. When he says that you're his and you're precious. You know, yesterday he said to me, you're my signature ring. He actually spoke it to me from heaven. He said, you're my signature ring, son. Oh, I just went, yes, Lord. I don't really understand it, but I'm saying yes. I'm saying yes. Everything that he said is yes and amen. Oh, just let go. How are you? Come on. It's right there. You're a man of the heart. I want to tell you, everyone that's in this place, and men and women, boys and girls of heart, that is what you are. That's why you are here. You understand me? This is not coincidence. You are here because you are men and women and boys and girls of heart. Who love Jesus. Don't you love Jesus? Aren't you just in love with him? Don't you just want to kiss him and tell him how much you love him? Huh? Don't you just, oh, your legs, your legs just want to dance, don't they? I mean, sometimes I'm sat there, it was just like, I'm just like watching Adam this morning. He's going like this. I'm seeing his leg going all wobbly and funny. And he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, give me it, give me it. Huh? Oh, no, honestly. Thank you, Father. So, so listen, this is what I'm saying. I'm sure that the earth is a gateway into all the universes and all the galaxies. And I don't think that God is over with this place. I just want to tell you that I don't think that God is over with this place. This place that is called the earth, the world, I don't think he's over with it yet because there's so much more to do because we're going to be hopping off this place into other places, if you know what I mean. No, you probably don't. But anyway, don't matter. Let's go. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. I am the way. I am the door. That's what Jesus says. He's given life to all of us. We breathe because he lives and loves. He is the hope of glory in us. We're two-thirds. Two-thirds God, one-third Paul. But the one-third Paul's been overtaken by another third of God. Holy Ghost, huh? Beautiful. And because he lives, I live, and I become a very portal, an opening into new realms. You are opening into new realms. Oh, yeah, and all those creative things that have just been waiting there. They're just waiting there, aren't they? They're just waiting inside you. They're just popping. Do you understand me? They're knocking at your door right now. They're going, I, I, I've not forgotten. That's what they're saying. I haven't forgotten. I'm popping. I'm buzzing. I'm there. I'm going to sing on the inside of you until you sing outside. Honestly, I'm going to dance on the inside of you until you start dancing outside. I'm, I'm, I'm there. I've not forgotten. Beautiful. The four chambers of your heart, full of the river of God. Huh? Full of the river of God. And yes, we're witnessing a bloody mess. Aren't we? That's what we're witnessing right now, a bloody mess. And it's going to get more messy. But I want to tell you, you've got to learn. Learn to sit. Learn to rest. Learn to be. And listen to this. Do you remember? Jesus said this to Adam and Eve. He said, I want you to look after the garden. Now, listen, this wasn't their primary purpose. I know it was the purpose, but it wasn't the primary purpose. You understand what the primary purpose was? The primary purpose was to walk and talk with Jesus. The primary purpose was to enjoy the garden. To run around naked in the garden. Now, come on, admit it. You've all wanted to do it. Ooh, I want to run around naked in the garden, haven't you? Come on, you can admit it. He knows. He knows. Everyone's wanted to do that. Why? Because that's what you were born to do. Ooh. <laughs> huh? But listen, 
He said to Adam and Eve, he said, I want you to attend the garden. I want you to attend the garden. But listen, even this, Jesus dealt with. Do you remember when he, was, when he, when he rose and he was going to ascend? He met, he met Mary, didn't he? And Mary said, I supposed him to be the gardener. He was in the garden. And he was looking after the garden. Because even the gardening, he's going to take care of. You understand me? When you say you have to do a lot of work in, in the house. Listen to me. He's in the house. How great and awesome is this place? He's in the house. And guess what? He's the gardener. He's the gardener. And of course... You have to give him these things that you're feeling and these things that you're thinking. He knows all about it. This is one of the things that we've yet to learn properly. You've got to give him the thoughts and the feelings. He can deal with it. He's God. He's the dad. He's your dad. He can deal with all of it. You give him it. Huh? He trusts in you. You trust in him. He trusts in you. You realize that, don't you? That was the most frightening thing that he ever said to me. Paul, I trust in you. I'm trusting you. What, you're trusting me? Yeah, yeah, I'm trusting you. You trust in me, son. I'll trust in you. That's how it goes. And together, we'll do. Huh? Beautiful, isn't it? He trusts in us. He loves us. He's with us. This is a beautiful moment, kiddos. Huh? Awesome. It's awesome. So, I just wanted to finish with this one. Little verse. SOS. Song, Song of Solomon's. This is the SOS. Chapter 4 of verse 16. It says, Awake, O north wind, and come, O south, blow upon my garden, that its spices may flow out. Let my beloved come to his garden and eat its pleasant fruit. Huh? Oh, just let him come to the garden. He's done it all. Let him come at the garden now. Say, yes, Lord. Oh, you see, I can see. You see, this is the weird thing in it. I can see it happening. I speak it and I can see it happening. It's beautiful. He's walking. He's walking in my heart right now. It's beautiful. He's walking and talking. Okay, come on. Let's just lift, lift, lift your hands. If you can lift your hands, if they're not too heavy. Thank you, Lord. Oh, Father, we want to thank you so much. <laughs> You are so awesome. You are so awesome. Father, we, we want to say how much we love you. We so love you, Father. What you have done, Lord, we, there's not words, Jesus. There's not words, Lord, and my words are... Uh, sometimes, Lord, I wonder how you listen to my words, but I know, I know, Lord, that everything in my heart is singing to you right now, Jesus. Everything in my heart, Lord. All those tributaries, Lord, that river, those streams, are just open to you, Jesus. Oh, we just, we just thank you so much. Simon, can you put that, can you put that song on? Just, just, and just enjoy this. Just enjoy this as we, we just, just stay there. Just.